Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 a gracious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time it is where you are hearing the sound of my voice, I pray that you are having a blessed day or you have a blessed day ahead of you. My name is Elder Coilette James, and I would love to welcome you to the It's Real Radio talk show. And along with me on the ride today is none other than my beautiful, vivacious, wonderful co-host, Ms. Tanya Roberts. Hi there. Hey, beautiful. How are you? I am awesome. How are you? I thank God for this overcast but cooler Sunday today in the greater Augusta, Georgia area. I thank God for being able to breathe, live, and have my being. So grateful. Thank you. How are you, beautiful? Amen. Amen. I am well. I am well. I'm thanking and praising in spite of and because of. <laughs> you know, we, we go through so many different um, stages in life and things that could try and take our praise and take our joy. And at the same time, we recognize and understand the Lord, I thank you because I am still yet here. So that means I still yet have a work to do and it's all good. That is, uh, that's how I am today, which gives me my segue into the show today and today's topic. Um, today's topic is navigating through life's disappointments. And we know all too well, any of us that have lived past one years old <laughs> have learned that life definitely has disappointments. I look at my great-grandbaby, who will be three in December, who lives with us, and, you know, he just falls out in the floor if he doesn't get his way. Um, And that's how he deals with his disappointments, disappointed that 
he can't get what he wants right that minute and he can't do what he wants to do right that minute and he just just literally he'll just lay out in the middle of the floor and everybody just kind of looks and then it's like get up fix your face you know stop and I think about us as mature adults and sometimes we have that same propensity to just fall out we may not do it the way the baby does it but in our own way we have our temper tantrums we go into depressive states we just want to sleep we don't want to get out of bed we don't want to face anybody we don't want to talk to anybody um and it it's just a a part of life that we're going to have disappointments. One thing that Christ was was very open and honest with us about was that in this world, we will have trials and tribulations, but he didn't leave it there. And, and that's what I kind of want to look at today, the fact that he gave us a promise in the midst of telling us. It's like, do you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> you know, so he gave us the bad news first. Bad news is in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. Good news is, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And so we've got to learn how to navigate through the disappointments of life. And some disappointments are, are much heavier and weightier to have to navigate through than others. If you, the loss of a loved one, um, the loss of, of health, different things like that are things that are much more difficult to navigate through. But some of us um, have the same temper tantrum just in the loss of material things. And we we stop speaking to people, we hold grudges because somebody said something to us that they shouldn't have said or somebody did something that they shouldn't have done um, and we're disappointed in them, we're disappointed in what was said, we're just disappointed in so many different things and, and I, I get weighted down with the negativity of other people. You know, I, I mean, Tanya, I know you can relate to this, that there are some people that can just walk in a room and the heaviness walks in with them and it's just completely draining. And because things in life have not worked out the way they feel that it should have, they're mad with the world. Okay, there is no joy in them. There is no happiness in them. Uh, and they carry that around. It's like, remember the Charlie Brown character Pigpen? And wherever he went, there was this cloud of dirt that went with him. You remember that? And it, it yes. seems that there are some people that they walk around and they carry this cloud of negativity with them wherever they go. And the root cause 90% of the time is disappointment in life. And they have not figured out a way to release or they don't want to release. They'd rather hold a grudge. They'd rather walk around with this chip on their shoulders. They'd rather be mad with the world because for them, it's a safety net, you know? And a lot of times you, people don't even realize that what they do when they, they carry that, the effect that it has on everybody around them. You know, it destroys families. Um, nobody on your job wants to get anywhere near you. You know, it destroys the potential relationships that you could have 
because of that that cloud of negativity. And we have definitely had to get to a place where we can sift through um, the cloud of pain and disappointment. Yeah, we've got to get to a place of doing that. We have to get to a place where we can recognize and understand um, that though we hold things near and dear to us, material things, but if if that material thing is lost, it's not the end of the world. You know, you may be hurt. You may be upset. People have lost homes. I've lost a car in my past. I mean, and, and you know, and, and it's disappointing. It's disappointing on so many levels. Sometimes you're disappointed with yourself. Sometimes you're disappointed with God. Sometimes you just, you know what I'm saying? There's just so much negativity. And it's just, it's, it's taxing. Is taxing. So, what what's your feelings and your thoughts on that? You know, sis, I'm gonna be honest with you. In, um, I'm learning, thank God, um, late in my life. I ask the Lord to allow my latter days to be greater than my first. So, I believe I'm going through a lot of teaching right now. But mm-hmm. I got everybody, and I'm gonna really make a lot of people mad right now when I say this. You control your own destiny, your happiness your clean thoughts and how you want to be. God began and he gave you a mind. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth, and that became your mind, and everything was good and everything thereof. He even gave you a pattern and a structure that he rested, not because God had to, because God is, but he rested to give you a pattern to show you that you have to rest spite of. When you're Mm -hmm. a winner, you strive to become your best. I was listening to a motivated speaker the other day, and he said, in Africa, two things begin to run. The gazelle, and the gazelle runs because he knows that when the sun comes up, he has to run for his life, because if he doesn't, if he stops, the lion will eat him. Mm. And the lion, he runs because he knows that he has to hunt, he has to eat. Mm. So you have to ask yourself the question of where you want to be in your life. Do you want to be the gazelle or the lion? Either way it goes, you're going to be running. Either way it goes, you're going to go through. Either way it goes. But who and where do you want to be in your life? I didn't want to Mm -hmm. accept it because when I got tired of playing the victim, it's easy to play the victim, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's easier to say it's everybody else's fault. It's easier to say that life just didn't cast me a good hand. It's easy to say that I wasn't born with a silver spoon in your mouth. It's easy to say that you know, my mom didn't do what she was supposed to do. It's easy to say my daddy wasn't there. It's easy to say mm-hmm. I lost a child. It's easy to say I lost a job. It's easy to say all those things. And what I'm telling you guys that for is because I've experienced every living thing. I played the victim. I've, I've gone through. I've had some good days, some bad days, suicide. I don't mind. I'll be mm-hmm. transparent and let you know how it is. But one day I began to listen to something that said, You are the author and the controller of your mind. Mm. Mm. God would not have allowed you to come head first. That's why it's so important when you're pregnant, if the baby is breached, the doctor tries to do everything he can to turn that baby around Mm -hmm. and allow Mm -hmm. him to go head first so it can be in order of the way Mm -hmm. basically to have a baby. And if it's not in order, then you have to have surgery and you go through difficulties when the baby is breached. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is If you want to be breached in your life And you don't want to be turned Then it's going to be difficult In your life to have birth 
to be able to burst forth dreams, be able to burst forth mm. drip, uh, vision. You know, sis, I'm so passionate, and that's amazing that you said that, what you were talking about, because you never asked me what the subject would be today, but I thought out of all the things that's going on in the atmosphere, out of all the things that's going on in the world and people shooting and going to grocery stores and doing this, people killing each other, murdering, you know what I'm saying? All kinds of things going on. This is happening to presidents and this and that, trade wars and where the jobs lost, this and that. Where are you at in your life? There you go. That's it. Where are you at in your life? Let me tell y'all mm. something. Difficulties, disappointments. I had someone tell me very near and dear to me several days ago. They didn't want to hear my opinions of the past anymore. They tired of my old war stories, my testimonies, my everything. Wow. What I had to let them know was, well, that's sad. I don't know what to really say to you because you in my life never gave me good memories. Mm. You never gave me a fresh start. So I'm asking how many people out there still dealing with the same old thing, like you saying, sis, that same mm. old negativity, that same old what, that rut. Come on. I've been carried before. I thought about something, you guys. I'm going to say it again. I remember my godmother, Mother Axton, her spirit, and I know it is resting in peace, interceding on my behalf in heaven, laughing every day at me for the mistakes that I make, the things that I do, but still praying because she believed in me and she had value in me. And that's what I love about her. But what she said to me one day, I was going through a relationship situation and I was still crying behind the same old thing. And then I mm-hmm. called her up on the phone and early in the morning, didn't care. She had to sleep because it was all about me. And I'm crying, please, 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 please tell me something. I always wanted her to give me a prophecy word, but I didn't want to go through anything. I didn't want to have to try to think I wanted her to give me everything. And she mm-hmm. woke me up and she said this to me. I'm not going around Mount Sinai with you anymore. I'm tired. And if you want to go, you can go ahead and go by yourself. Because hmm. I'm not going with you no more. I told you what I had to tell you. I said what I had to say. It's up to you whether you want to receive the word of God or not. Mm-hmm. See, we can talk to you guys. We can be on the air until we blue. We can be on the air until Jesus come back. But what we're doing is we're being transparent and we're giving you a nugget, as my sister say, many spiritual nuggets and very different things, not by off the top of our head, but what we've gone through. Right. You know, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. There's all kinds of mess going on. I'm not telling you. I, I could tell you a whole bunch of things that I'm going through right now, downsizing, get ready to give up some stuff and this and that and this and that. And I'm going, whoa, 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 really? What's really going on? But what I thank God every day for is even yesterday when I wanted to fall apart, my spirit said, think about what Joyce Meyer said. That's thinking, thinking. You don't want to think mm-hmm. like that. Mm-mm. But whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, whatever is of good yeah. rapport, think on yeah. these things. Yeah. He gave us instruction. He tells you how to be successful in the Bible. I didn't get it. I'm looking, flipping you guys back and forth. I done read the Bible. How does he teach me how to be successful? Then he teaches you about tithing. He teaches you in Proverbs. Be noble. Be of good rapport. Then he teaches you about your be attitudes. Then he teaches you about this. But let me explain something to you. If you don't want to read the instructions of how to put it together, then don't be mad at anybody when, when you put it together, it don't come out right and it falls apart. Right. That's right. That is so funny that you said that because um, Devante brought forth the word to Minister Devante, and um, 
and he used that same analogy. He was uh, talking about, you know, looking at a box that what men do is basically what he was saying that, you know, you'll get a table and you'll look at that box, the picture on the box, and you're going to put this table together just by looking at the picture on the box when the box actually came with instructions in it so that you could properly put it together. And he said two hours later, he's still fumbling with this table and his wife has told him twice now, babe, why don't you just look at the instructions? No, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and it's like, obviously you don't have it. Because if you two hours later just try to put together one table, something is wrong. <laughs> something is wrong. You know, <clears throat> and we do, we do the exact same thing. You know, we refuse to open up the word, which is our instructions for life. I know that um, they tell you that it's your basic instructions before exiting, you know, but life, but seriously, um, it is your instructions while you're still here. And like I said, there's good news and bad news in it. You know what I'm saying? But if you put it all together, I promise you the good outweighs the bad. And the reason that the bad is there is to give you examples of what may come, you know, what you may experience. But at the same time, there is always that blessed hope. The word of God says in John 1 and 1 that the word was with God, that Christ is that word before the beginning. Not just in the beginning, before the beginning. He was with God before the worlds were formed. So that was before the beginning of the world that we know. And without him, nothing was formed. You know, when the Lord, when, when God Almighty spoke, let there be, his word was Christ. Christ was that word. And we have to get to a place where we recognize and understand, yes, things happen and you're disappointed. Girl, if I tell you, I, I literally left my computer bag with my laptop and my external hard drive in a rental car last time I was in Atlanta. I went back within an hour when I realized I had left it there when I turned in the car. I still don't have my bag, still don't have my laptop, don't have my external hard drive. Now, the laptop my boss has replaced. I have a newer, better, better uh, model. Love the new laptop. But my external hard drive had all my personal stuff on it, including the book I have been working on for years of my life. And I didn't have it backed up anywhere else. It was on that hard drive. You talk about a disappointment. I had one chapter to go, sis. One. One, <laughs> okay, and the book is gone. The last time I emailed the book to somebody was the beginning of 2017. Since then, I've wrote 10 more chapters, okay, in the book. So I can pick up the book from, from that point, but the 10 chapters that I wrote over the past two years in the book, there's no place to pick that up. Now, I'm still believing God. That that is going to surface. I promise you, I will not take down. Um, one of my coworkers has the mayor's office demanding to see the video footage from when that car was detailed and everything. So I'm not giving up. But at the same point, I'm like, I'm I was devastated. 
you know, that was a huge disappointment because it's like, oh my God. And for a while, for a few days, it was like, okay, it's just over. I, I, obviously, it has taken me years to navigate through this book, years, because as I'm writing it, I'm reliving different aspects of my life. And I believe that it has been very therapeutic for me because it has given me the ability to take a look into circumstances and situations that I've walked through. But at the same time, it was just like, okay, so it's taking me all this time to get right and and I lose it. So I guess I just really wasn't supposed to share it with anybody. It was just, that was it. But then this past week, I'm like, that devil is a lie. <laughs> okay. All right. So regroup that. If you wrote those 10 chapters before and God gave you the insight to do it, guess what? He'll do it again. And it won't take you two years to do it. You know, it's like, how do we perceive the things that we walk through? You know, the, the, the situations we have with our children and you and I can both, we can write a book on just that. Okay. Just walking through situations with our children. But at the end of the day, where do you come out at? You come out at the place of, okay, so yes, I was disappointed in their actions. Yes, I've been disappointed in some aspects of the relationship, but that's still my child, but that's still a soul. And that's how we have to look at people that disappoint us too. Molly said something in, in the message that it was just like, you know, bam, there it is. And it's true. And I've said it before, but it's like when somebody says it to you, it hits home and it really resonates, you know. And he was talking about, you know, how we deal with people that do things to us and how we tend to forget that the same God that we're complaining to about that individual is the same God that not only loves you, but loves that individual too. And we get that. Because that person has what we think wronged us, and, and, and I'm not making light of it, because yes, you probably really have been wronged, and yes, people have done things to you that they shouldn't have done, and people have said things to you that they shouldn't have said, but at the end of the day, the same grace and mercy that you want from God for yourself, because God in heaven knows there is not a one of us walking the face of this planet today that are perfect and have not sinned and come short of the glory of God. That same grace, that same mercy that you want God to give you on a daily basis, because we be like, if you ain't, if you didn't do something wrong, you thought something wrong, and you still want and in need of God's grace and mercy, that same God that you want to share that with you is the same God that loves that individual too. It's still a soul. That person is still a soul. That person is still a created being that God created. And we forget that. All we know is our little feelings got hurt. We lost something. They said something that hurt our feelings. They did this to me. They did that. I'm just as guilty as the next person. Please hear me. Okay. I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody because I'm just as guilty. Because, you know, but I have learned over the years. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for these 62 years weren't complete waste of time. Okay. I have learned some lessons in the midst of it. And I've learned that holding a grudge. 
doesn't benefit me. I learned at a very early age that revenge definitely wasn't sweet. So when you've walked through things and you've learned things as you've journeyed through life, then we need to learn to apply the things that we have learned. The Beatitudes is a very difficult piece of scripture to digest because in the Beatitudes, you're being told to love your enemy, to bless those that would despitefully use you. Despitefully, if one thing, if you do something to me, and you didn't intentionally do it. It's totally different when you set out, you set your face to hurt me. And then the word is trying to tell me you, you, you intentionally did this and I'm supposed to bless you? Are you crazy? That's, that was my first reaction. When I was first introduced to the Beatitudes, I was like, God, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Because I can forgive you if it was an accident, but you did this on purpose. You maliciously came after me or came after somebody I love, and I'm supposed to just just let it rot? Mm -mm, Not me. That was my attitude. Now, I've had to grow through that. I've had to learn to be mature in that. And I've done it because of my own shortcomings. That is what has helped me get beyond that grudgeful thing, get beyond I'm going to hurt you. Whatever it takes, I'm going to hurt you, okay, because you hurt me or because you did this, that, and the other. I'm I, just, just, just wait. And I have not said a word. I'm still skinning and in your face, but plotting the whole time. I've had to get past that. And how I got past it was because God kept reminding me, of the grace and the mercy and the love he has for me on a daily basis. The beauty of God is he doesn't throw things back up in your face. He just loves you in spite of you. And the more he loves you in spite of you, the more you recognize how important it is to love others in spite of their shortcomings. Because what I never want to happen is for him to take back his grace and mercy off of my life because it's over. It's like, that's that's a wrap, you know, stick a fork in me because I'm done, you know, so I understand that, but we've got to get to a place where we learn to let go, and that's, that's a hard place to be in, sis, and I know you can identify with that. It is hard to let things go, but that's part of what we have to do if we're going to navigate through the disappointment. Okay, so it didn't turn out the way you planned. They didn't love you in spite of you. They didn't stick with you through thick and thin. They weren't your ride or die thought they were going to be. Hey, as they say, stuff happens, okay? But you got to get to a place of if I'm still breathing, Lord, if I'm still breathing, if I'm still in my right mind, then you still have need of me. Because when I've served my generations well, then I can go to sleep on this side and wake up on that side. So the fact that my eyes are still open and my lungs are still working and my capacity to feel, my capacity to think, my capacity to still be used of you is still intact, 
then I got to let all that other madness go and I got to get to the root of why I'm here. And I think that's what we forget because it turns out to be just about me, 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 me. It is walking in that selfish place of, you know, they did this to me. So therefore, I am not going to deal with them or I am not going to be the blessing that God has had asked me to do. Sis, let me tell you, and you know, you, you, you kind of walked through some of this with me in the early, like first year of getting saved, in the early, early, early stages of me walking with the Lord. I had to walk through something, through a betrayal that cut me like a knife. Literally, I felt my heart hurt physically, okay? And God said, bless the individuals that did it to me. And I'm going, excuse me? <laughs> like, he didn't give me enough time to mature in him, you know, to a place of, oh, today he could say that. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. No, 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 no. No, early on, early on, he made it a point to say, Mm-mm, no, you will not hold a grudge. You will not Walk in bitterness. You will not, and I ask him for that. And and, and I, I'm gonna be really honest because I walked through years of my life embittered. Ain't nothing worse than a bitter woman. I promise you. Okay, I walked through life embittered. So when I was embittered, I really didn't care how you felt, what I did to you, how it affected you. Oh well. And why was I bitter? because of what had been done to me, because of the hurt other people had caused me. So because someone else called me, caused me pain, then I'm going to cause everybody pain. That's what happens when we allow life's disappointments to eat us up, when we don't allow ourselves to release. It affects everything and everyone around us. And then we get back to that place of little pig pig walking around with the cloud of dirt, <laughs> okay? We're walking around with that cloud of negativity. The moment somebody says something to us, we're ready to snap their head off and think we justify. <laughs> like, it's all good. You know, you need to understand I've been hurt. You need to understand I've been wronged. You need to understand I've lost things. You need to understand. No, we need to understand the grace and mercy of God that he bestows upon us each and every day to give us the strength to walk through. I have lost so many personal possessions over the years that I hold nothing close to my chest anymore. I just don't, <laughs> you know, because I know I can have it today and it can be gone tomorrow by, by someone stealing it, by me leaving it, um, by it just becoming lost, you know, you just can't find it. And it's just like, you know, things of sentimental value. That's, that's the things that, you know, we take so to heart because, well, I, I can't replace it. You know, it was a sentimental value. Well, guess what? When you leave this world, guess what you're going to leave behind? All those things of quote unquote sentimental value that meant so much to you that you held on to so tight that was worth you not speaking to people, that was worth you, you know, talking down to people, that was worth you chunning people, that was worth you not blessing people, all those things that, you know, you harbor in your heart. When you leave this world, guess where you're going to leave those things? <laughs> They're not going to go with you. And the people you leave behind probably could care less about those things that meant so much to you. So I had to get to a place of letting go. It's like, you know, some things it's easier to let go than others, but what you going to do? It's not going with you. 
Okay, I promise you that. It's not going to go with you when you leave here. Not only that, the people ain't going to go with you either. When you leave here, you will leave them here. You will leave them here. And you will go on. You know, I got to a place where I had to make up my mind that if you deliberately came at me and hurt me, then you definitely aren't worth my soul. You are definitely not worth me walking in unforgiveness and dying and busting hell wide open because I can't forgive you. Like, really? <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you that ultimate satisfaction. You could, you may really could care less about me, but because I am God's child and I've been given a command and a directive, I got to love you in spite of you because that's what he does for me. Then I got to do what I got to do and not begrudgingly. You know what I'm saying? It's not, not, you know, like, okay, Lord, you say I got to yeah. love him, so I'm love him. You know what I'm saying? So you do yeah. it with attitude because yeah. I've been there too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yes. You know, can I intervene really quick while you were speaking and you were talking about you lost your laptop and, you know, and things happen. My spirit began to say, I want you to speak right now in her life in the name of Jesus, that that is going to fall in the right hand. That's going to be the one that's going to be able to make that that your million dollar book sale. That's the one that's getting ready to make that your talk show, your movie, your best Mm. situation. I'm speaking that in the name of Jesus. Whoever it falls into, they will so pass it over to the next one that can take the vision and run with it and get back in touch with me and go, guess what? We need to make this a book. We need to make this a movie. We need to make Mm. this come to pass. Mm. So I'm speaking that in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm telling everybody right now because, see, that's what I always believed in was speaking things into existence. But, see, no one told me the authority and the power that I had when I began to speak. But see, now I realize it's so important how you speak and what you say and how you say it. I have mm-hmm. a new boss, and he's like 20-something years old. It came over me, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, everybody's saying all this. Everybody's saying all this. Had me all crumped up and all pumped up. But I was going to be in I'm not going to lie to nobody. I was like, let me get him. I'm going to get him straight, and he say one thing, mm-hmm. and it's going to be it for him. I'm going to shut him down. You know, and I, you know, I just want you guys to know how I am still, what I still fight over. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm 55 Mm -hmm. years old. Ain't nobody going to come in and try to tell me something different. So the other day I left from work. And then he said to me, I told him I'm gone. He said, did you do everything? I said, yes, I did everything. I said, I left five totes of housewares. That's only other part of the grocery store. And he said to me, why? I said, excuse me? He said, why? I said, because I didn't have time. And I left you guys, and I was walking out the door, and the devil said, what did he mean by why? You need to go ask him. I was literally, y'all, the doors opened. I was going outside. And before I knew it, I did a U-turn and came back. He Mm. was in the office with somebody else, and I was like, can I speak to him quickly? And they looked at my face, and they ran, took off running. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Mm. And then I sat down and I said to him, I need to ask you a question. He said, what's that? I said, you asked me why. Why would you ask me why? He said, because as a manager, I have to know what's going on with every department. And I need to know if they tell me this is how many hours it takes to do this job. If something is left, I need to know why. And I said to him, hold up. Do you not understand that I'm a woman? 
Do you not understand that the way you said it hurt my feelings, and I believe it's not what you say, it's how you say it? He said, I do, Tanya, but I can't help myself because when I do my inventory, you'll see when I write stuff down at the end of everything, I put a question mark. Why? And I never forget we when we got done, he kind of settled me and made me you know feel better about it. But I went home and I tossed and turned and I couldn't even go to sleep. So mm. I was like, why? What did he mean by why? <laughs> I want everybody to know this. I thank God. And then when I as I laid on the bed, this is what I heard a soft voice of the Holy Spirit say to me. Because in order to get wine, you have to press the grape. And when you press it so it can't be pressed anymore, it secretes the juice, which is the value of the grape that mm-hmm. comes from it. Mm-hmm. And I went, what? Because I need him to press you. I need him to challenge you. I need him to open up your mind and ask you questions that you haven't been asked in a while. Mm. Mm-hmm. I went back to work, you guys, that next day, day after that. And he would sit at the counter. My, my, my spirit say, tell him what you have to tell him because there's two witnesses. I say, you know what, Aaron, I need to tell you something. He said, what's that? I said, I went home last night. I tossed and turned all night and asked myself why. And he said, oh, no, I didn't mean for you to do that. I said, no, that was good for me. He said, you see it, don't you? I say, yes, because see, what you're saying is, why isn't it that? What can I tweak? What can I make better? Is there anything I can do mm-hmm. to make sure that I can get it done? Because I can get it done. And he looked at me, and he, we high-fived each other, and he smiled. And I turned back, and I said, just when I heard you were coming to this store, when I didn't think you would be good for me, I realized you're going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. Thank you mm. very much for asking me why. I'm 55 years old, you guys, and I didn't think that I could be buzzed and moved, and someone came and asked me why. Mm. I had to say to someone I love this morning, and I sat on my knees, and I said, I need you to see this. Without a vision, my people will perish. I never got that mm-hmm. before. I said it all the time, but I need everybody in the listening to my voice to hear this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're 20 years old. It doesn't matter if you're 50, 60, 70, or 80. If you have nothing to look forward to, nothing of value to hold mm-hmm. on to, mm-hmm. then what good is it but to die? Right. That's because, right. see, you get up every day doing the same thing, the same old mm-hmm. song, as the rap says, mm-hmm. same old crap, just a different mm-hmm. day. Hustle, yep. hustle, hard. That's not what I'm living my life for. And if I'm going to hustle, I want to make sure that I go to higher heights and stronger mountains and okay. bigger fights along the way. Yeah, I, too, am the one that didn't want anything hard to happen to me, and if it did, I dropped it. And I asked mm. my boss one day, maybe, I, okay, maybe I'm good, not good enough. He said, that's not what I said. I said, maybe I'm too old. He said, that's definitely not what I said. I said, what you trying to say? He said, I'm just asking you why. Tanya, if mm-hmm. I felt like I said, well, if you got somebody to do the job better and can do it faster, then you need to get them over here. And he said to me, I don't feel like there's anybody can do the job. If I wanted that, I understand. I'm not saying that. I'm just asking you why. If you say mm-hmm. you want to take it to the next level and be a team leader, you need to ask yourself why. Okay. You need to ask yourself why. So let me tell you something. Yes, people. People will press you. Let mm-hmm. them bring out the best in you. I tell mm-hmm. my 18-year-old all the time, stop looking at everybody's against you. Start mm-hmm. looking at yourself of saying that they're pressing you to become better than where you are right now. Yes. Okay, so I told her. 
Guess what? My mama, she said this, and she said that. I say, good, I'm going to go get a job. I say, that's a good thing. Well, good. Oh, yes. she keep talking crazy to <laughs> you. If that's what it produces, yes. Yeah, if that's what it produces. So what I'm saying to you, what's happening in your life right now that you look at as it being a bad thing, but it's, it's what it's trying to do is pull you in another direction to create great mm-hmm. things in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what happened? I had to tell, you know what I told my husband? I go, let me tell you something. You can say whatever you want to say. People, listen to what I'm going to say. I had an analogy. I had to give somebody the other day, and this is how the Holy Spirit gave to me. See, the merry-go-round got horses on it ever since you was a little kid. If you remember a merry-go-round anywhere you go, if you look on TV, wherever you go, still got the same horses. They're all pretty and everything, but it all going up and down. Going nowhere. <laughs> it ain't never going nowhere. It just keeps going on in a circle. It's and you got about 10, 15 right. minutes of that. Right. But after yeah. a while, you're ready to get off. You're ready to throw mm-hmm. up, get me off. Mm-hmm. So then you take the kid off and you put another kid on. Guess what? They're going around in the same circle. The merry-go-round mm-hmm. don't go straight, back and forth, up the street, mm-hmm. down, around the corner. It goes around mm-hmm. in a circle. See, what mm-hmm. you under- have to understand in your life is if you don't stop the merry-go-round yourself, if you don't say that it's enough is enough, then you will mm-hmm. never get any further than you've ever been. You'll keep going around in a circle. You have That's to right. ask yourself, do you want to be the Giselle? Or do you want to be the lion? Are you running because you have to hunt to eat or to survive? Or are you running because you're running for your life because somebody after you trying to kill you? I don't know mm. about anybody who I'm speaking to right now. But at the sound of my voice, you got to understand one thing. There's certain instructions and directions to everything you do in your life. You can mm-hmm. say, make up anything you want. I am one who did that. My sister will tell you. I played the victim. I thought the victim was cool, y'all, because I didn't mm. first. I didn't play it, but when I found out I was the victim, I began to act and portray the part even greater than what mm. I was supposed to really be playing it. Where do you want to be in your life? Mm. Hear me, what I'm saying. At 55 now, God is telling me to downsize, leave where I've been, mm. where I've been for nine years. My husband's been for 30 years. Mm. Start packing up boxes and doing what? What's this all about? Because I need to regroup you. Mm. I need to reroute some things. See, you know what, you guys, if you have a navigation system, and, 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 and we know they can be wrong sometimes, but still you going mm-hmm. down the road and you turn the wrong shit, go rerouting, rerouting, mm-hmm. rerouting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you go, what are you talking about? Why are you rerouting? Because she, what she's saying is, you turned down the wrong street, so now she got to reroute you so you can re- turn right back up on the same street that you should have turned in the first place to get to where you got to go. I, I got something to add to that. Sometimes Please. they will come to you and say, I found a better route. I found a faster route because yeah. the satellite showed them that there was a blockage up ahead. There's traffic, there's, there was an accident, there's a traffic jam. So I will offer you an alternative route that will get you to your destination faster, but you have to accept it. You have to accept it. It actually comes to you and says there is a quicker route and you have to push a button that accept if you want it to reroute you in a better way. 
And so often God will come to us and say, you know what? I know I told you to go this way, but I see something. And so I want to reroute you a different way because this other way will be better for you. But will you accept my direction of rerouting you on a better way? Go ahead. No, that was powerful. You could have kept running with that one. That's real. <laughs> in Atlanta, when there's an accident, if you read the board, but it say there's an accident up ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 20, 25, 30, 35, whatever minute delay. Exactly. And let exactly. you know that's ahead so it can get you prepared if you need to get off on exit 34, mm-hmm. exit 32. Exactly. So, yeah. so a lot of times God gives us warnings. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you leave the house late and you don't know why. Because you don't know delay don't mean denied. Hmm. He was saving you from an accident or a situation that you could have been in. Yeah. See, a lot of you don't understand that you're still on jobs that you want to quit. But God hmm. said, I'm saving you because there's going to be a recession. Jesus. And I need hmm. you to be able to have a provision because I'm getting ready to bless you because I've told you even in the times of famine, you shall be fed. Mm-hmm. A lot of you are still on the same job as you busting loose. You want to go out on your own. You want to go do your own thing. God said, I want to bless you, but not yet. Because, see, there's somebody that's coming your way in where you are right now that I'm going to have to bless that very thing that you've been praying for, that very thing that you've been putting mm-hmm. your hands on, that very mm-hmm. thing that you've been touching. I'm going to bless you. See, I've mm-hmm. been allowing the enemy to mess with your children. I've been allowing the enemy to mess with your grandchildren. I've been allowing the enemy to mess with the things around you. But what you don't know is I'm getting ready to bless you. Because spite mm-hmm. of, and what people don't know is, see, long time ago my husband told me, you didn't pass the test, did you? Because every time something went wrong, I cursed it. Mm-hmm. Meaning when I said I cursed it, I mean, I don't understand this. What's happening mm-hmm. to me? God, I, don't I can't take mm-hmm. it no more. I just don't want it no more. I don't want to have to endure no more. I don't want to pray mm-hmm. for it no more. I don't mm-hmm. want it to come to pass. Don't bring it to pass. And he said, okay. Mm-hmm. Angels turn back around. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. But now, guess what? I was talking the other day to a friend, and all of a sudden I was off, and y'all, guess what? And it was hot that day, and all of a sudden all my power went off in the house. It went poof. I heard a poof. Mm. And I called my husband. I was like, let me just ask you a question. You did pay the bill, right? <laughs> so because before I start praying, I don't want to be praying if you didn't pay the bill. Okay. And he was like, what you talking about? Yeah, I paid the bill. I was like, okay, then let me start praying. Okay. Cause so then I, you know what I said, devil. You know what? There was a time I used to go off. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I can go to the library. I can get me a good book today. You can't stop me. Mm. I'm not gonna let this get to the best of me where I used to be, bent all out of shape. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be all right. What am I gonna do? Guess what? I got somewhere else I gotta go. I ain't worried about you. And as soon as I said that in the name of Jesus, guess what? The power came back on. Came right on. Mm-hmm. Cause what I'm telling you is, see, I'm not telling you that the devil ain't going to try. But what I'm telling you is, don't give up. I had mm. to tell someone, don't you know the battlefield is in the mind? Mm. The devil comes after the mind first, you guys. He wanted to tour you right. and change your thinking of what you think about yourself. Right. Yeah. Stop talking about what people said about you 25 years ago. What are you saying about yourself now 30 years mm. later? Because what a person said about me then, they said I would never make it. They said I was retarded, y'all. They said something was wrong with me. I was a fast ass. I was a whore. I was this. I was mm-hmm. that. And I began to play the part. But mm-hmm. one day I woke up and I said, Lord, show me a better me. He said, this is me. 
And then he said, but you are awesome. You are beautiful. You are perfect in every way. I'm not telling you ain't going to make no mistakes, but you can endure. You can overcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can. And every day that I wake up, guess what? I can't wake up now, y'all, unless I'm listening to something positive around me. I turn it on loud, just like people turn on rap and there. But see, you got to pay attention to what you're watching, y'all. You better pay attention to who you're talking to. You better pay attention yeah. to who you're around. You better pay yeah. attention to what you're watching on TV. You better pay attention to what you're reading. You better pay attention. I tell people sometimes, did you hear what President Trump said? I said, I can't try to listen to too much of that. No offense or anything, because it gets me tied up too much in the stupidity mm. of what's going on in the world. And if you remember, the scripture says, you should not worry about affairs that are much higher than you but put your trust in God. So I don't mm-hmm. listen to anything like that because I don't care what the president do. God said that even his very elect will be fooled, but at the same That's time, right. even in famine, I shall be fed. I can't That's listen right. to what he said, trade wars or whatever. I still go to the grocery store and get food. I still can drink what I want to drink when I say water or juice or punch. Guess what? That's a luxury, y'all. I can still buy mm-hmm. sweets. I made a banana pudding today. Guess what? That's a luxury. I still was able to make spaghetti and fried chicken chicken today. Guess what? I'm still being fed. I still got a house and though it's raining. Nothing is coming in on me. I'm blessed. Spite of. Yes. Y'all better start looking at how you blessed and stop looking at how you being cursed all the time. Okay. You're being cursed because you're not looking at the blessing. Mm. You're looking at the curses. So whatever a man so thinketh, I'm going to say it again. So shall he be. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. Seriously. Um, Sister Byrne was, was exhorting over communion today. And as, and she was reiterating that, you know, as Christ is, so am I, you know, as Christ is, so am I. Christ ain't sick. So, so I'm not sick either. Christ ain't broke. So I'm not broke either. You know what I'm saying? Christ loved in spite of unconditionally. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to love in spite of unconditionally. He was my example for my life, you know, and I've not endured what he endured because I'm yet alive. I'm not hanging on a cross. Thank God that he is no longer in that tomb, that he is risen. But I've not endured unto death. I've not had people spit in my face. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't know if I can handle it. You know, because there, there's still part of me that needs to die. You can spit in my face if you want to. It's like, mm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So I, I have to try to raise, rise up to the place of, of my existence, where I'm supposed to be, what I was created for. I did a post the other day, and I was just dealing with the fact that so many of us are caught up and tied up and tangled up in how we got to this earth realm. And it really was not about your mother and your father. It wasn't about sexual intercourse. It was about God saying, Tanya be. And so Tanya is. He said, Colette be. So Colette is. And it wasn't, he, he utilized two people to orchestrate your, your entrance into this earth realm so that you can legally enter in according to the statutes and the edicts that he and the laws of nature that he put in place. 
but we get caught up in, you know, I, I could have got caught up in my daddy didn't want me, my mama didn't want me, and I was an orphan, and yada, yada, yada. But why would I get caught up in that when, God, you handpicked the parents that you wanted to rear me? You handpicked the love that you wanted me to receive. You handpicked the person to speak into my life, to, to, to train up as a strong, independent woman. You handpicked that person. So why am I mad about it? You hadn't picked my father, even though I didn't have him, but for seven years, you hadn't picked him to show me the proper love of a man, how a man is supposed to treat a woman, to show me by example on how he treated my mother, no matter how insane she could act sometimes. You know, you handpicked different people in my life. You handpicked Mother Atkinson to train me up in the way a godly woman is supposed to carry herself. You handpicked people to place in my life, to place me in their life. So the same way that people were handpicked to sow into you, you've been handpicked to sow into others. You can't do that if you're so caught up in the disappointments of life that all you can do is scowl and growl and, and be distant. How are you going to affect someone else if all you're doing is spewing out negativity? That's the wrong effect. I'm trying to bring this thing back around and bring it home, okay? We're navigating a, through the disappointments of life, and some of us are doing it in a self-sabotaging um, way as well as sabotaging the lives of others, as well as having that negative impact on others. We have got to recognize and understand that at the core of our existence is God. We would not be here if he had not preordained and pre-orchestrated and said, I have need of you. Because God never made junk and he never made things just for the heck of it. He had purpose and destiny in every one of our lives. Now he gave us the choice to choose whether or not we would walk out that purpose and destiny. And if we misstep, if we walk in obedience, if we allow the effects of the enemy to turn us and detour us and cause us to side on the side of evil rather than the side of righteousness, that's a choice we make. In our predestination of the reason for our creation, that it, it wasn't for, for evil. It was for good. The word of God says that I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. He takes pleasure in who I am if I take pleasure in who he is in my life. If I am obedient, if I allow him, even as you just shared, to orchestrate those things in life that will cause oppressing. If I can get to the place that David got to and said, it was good that I was afflicted. That's a hard place to get to, y'all. <laughs> it's a hard place to get to because none of us want to be afflicted. None of us want to be misused. None of us want to be mistreated. We don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, here, come, come abuse me. <laughs> That's not our mindset. But it happens. And when it happens, we have to learn to navigate through those tough times, 
through those disappointments, navigate to the place of the presence of God. That's the whole navigation plan right there. Lord, get me to your presence. Lord, get me to that place where I am solely reliant and dependent upon you. People will disappoint you. People will hurt you. And they don't always intend to do it. They don't mean to all the time. Sometimes it's just out of their control, or sometimes we take things in the wrong way. Somebody can say something, just like the illustration you gave about your boss. He wasn't trying to, to belittle you by asking you why. There was a reason why he asked you why. He has to answer to even a high force. You may have to answer to him, but he's got to answer to someone that's over him. He's the store manager, but there's a district manager. There's a regional manager. There is the CEO who wants to know the bottom line. Are my employees producing what they need to produce? Are they, are they, is their productivity a hindrance or a blessing? And I, I promise you, I promise this is an argument that I'm having on my job right now because I'm steady saying we got some people sitting down there out there in that bullpen that is just taking up space and collecting a paycheck. And I would rather that seat be empty than you to waste my time. I would rather that seat be empty so that I can get somebody in there who can be productive because you're not following the guidelines, you're not doing the procedure properly, you are half-stepping, and you're only here to get a paycheck. You obviously don't care about what you're doing because you're not doing it right, and you've been there for months. I'd rather you be on the other side of that door. Now, there are some people down there that disagree with me. Hey, not my money. Okay, keep, keep shelling out that money and getting in trouble with the client because that person that's occupying that seat's not doing what they're supposed to do. That's on you. But for me, you're not producing? Ah. Now, it's not a matter that that person has not been spoken to, that person has not had training, that person has not been told how they should be doing it, that person is just walking in blatant disobedience and doing it the way they want to do it. That's how he needs to be alive. Why? That's what exactly. he needs to be saying. Why? Why? Why is this happening? You know, you guys, just like what my sister said, you guys got to really listen. If God predestined you to be here at this moment in this time, because my sister, we, I remember we had a show about time, the infinite time mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And what you got to understand is he didn't put you down here to be of the state, living in disability, inflicted. Being, you know, being out there on the streets, putting Mm-mm. needles in your arm, Mm-mm. smoking crack, all mess, huh? He just didn't. So the no, question is, I wonder is God up there saying, why? If I gave mm-hmm. him life and life more abundantly, I gave him a mm-hmm. chance just like anybody else. Yes, there's some circumstances that came up against him that didn't come up against the rich guy. But what she don't know is the rich guy, if he doesn't have his riches anymore, he'll commit suicide and die because he can't handle it. But when I give it to you and you have to struggle and you have to fight for it, when I take you to where you got to go, you're going to understand the purpose of the money. You're going to understand the purpose of the blessing. And you're going to be able to endure and stand a lot longer. 
Don't you know that God knows no different? You know, let me tell you something. When you're a mother, you were making lunch for your child. You didn't make, well, when we were growing up, you did. But you kind of knew what your child liked. If they didn't like peanut butter mm-hmm. or jelly or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, if they just like peanut butter, they just like some, a jelly sandwich or whatever the case may be. And that's what you did. And it's like God all orchestrates our lives for us. And we have to go through certain channels and swim through certain things. And I, I read something somebody sent me on Facebook that said, Lord, why have you allowed me to go through, through deep waters such as this? And he said, because your mm. enemy don't know how to swim. Yep, yep. I allowed you to go through it because your enemy don't know how to swim. Mm. I allowed you to go through it because see, your enemy scared you to go in the wilderness. I allowed you to go through it because your enemy don't want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to go through life without dealing with the enemy, well, give up. Throw up your hands right now and give up. Because mm-hmm. that ain't going to happen. Amen. Amen. We are at the end of the show. Out of time. God is good. We hope that you have been encouraged that in your navigating your disappointments, that take it to God. That That's the bottom line. You know, let him guide you. Let him direct you. You know, be obedient to his word. And you'll get past it. You'll get past it much quicker. You know, it won't linger. You won't have these different things festering inside of you that stunt your growth in God. Because that's what it does. That's what unforgiveness will do. What depression and oppression will do. It will put you in bondage and in a place you cannot grow to productivity, okay, places in God. So, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for spending this time with us. I love you, sis, with all my heart. I love you, beautiful. It has been an awesome, awesome time of sharing. So be blessed. I pray that this coming up week will bring about a change in you, will bring about a change in the tradition of your life because you have decided to make Christ your goal. We thank God for you. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed day. Ask yourself why. <laughs> there you go. There you go. For real. Why? <laughs> Let's keep it real. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.